your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 525 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Just want to thank you guys for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. That song you're hearing right now is, of course, Leave the Lights On from our good friends in Pacifier. You can check those guys out anywhere you get your music. And today, the Rangers are obviously coming off of a tough 3-2 home loss to the Minnesota Wild, but... That's not really the story of the night. The story of the night for me, and I think for a lot of Ranger fans, is Henrik Lundqvist having his number retired, seeing his uh, number 30 rise into the Madison Square Garden rafters, where it will remain forever. Uh, Just absolutely fantastic. Only the 11th player in New York Ranger history to receive this honor. I thought the Rangers did an absolutely fantastic job with this ceremony before the game. Uh, I thought that Henrik Lundqvist was awesome during his speech. And it's funny because... You know, a lot of people were speculating that, you know, Henrik was going to be really emotional and it's going to be tough to get through it. And, uh, you know, he's going to cry a couple of times. And uh, from what I understood uh, before the game, you know, kind of uh, getting everything set up, he got emotional a couple of times. And uh, during the ceremony itself, uh, he definitely teared up uh, at one occasion. And we'll get to that in a little bit as well. But for the most part, man, Henrik Lundqvist, cool, calm and collected, uh, as cool as the other side of the pillow, as they say. And uh, I I thought he just did an awesome job with his speech. Uh, just came across as very appreciative, very in awe of the moment, and also pretty funny a couple of times. There were a couple of times where uh, listening to him talk, I actually laughed out loud. And, uh, you know, it was just great. I, I thought everybody top to bottom handled this in absolutely fantastic fashion. He received a couple of uh, gifts from his former teammates, from other Ranger greats who were on hand, who have had the distinction of having their jersey raised into the Madison Square Garden rafters. And again, just an overall fantastic event. Uh, The whole thing started with a 30-minute sit-down interview with Steve Valakat. Now, this was obviously pre-recorded, but it was great. You know, obviously, uh, Henrik Lundqvist, Steve Valakat, former teammates. And it kind of, uh, it almost carries on this uh, ongoing tradition here of Henrik Lundqvist doing sit-down interviews with players that used to be his backup goalie. Because if you guys remember, uh, when his future, his NHL future, was still up in the air, he actually did a sit-down interview with Kevin Weeks uh, for the NHL Network, and they broke that up into three separate parts and uh, kind of just played them at separate times. Uh, but it seems like him and Kevin Weeks have a uh, you know ongoing friendship, ongoing relationship, despite Henrik Lundqvist being the guy that uh, took the starting job from Kevin Weeks. Weeks was kind of getting toward the end of his NHL career, and uh, Henrik Lundqvist got a chance, and as they say, the rest is history. But Kevin Weeks was on hand last night as well. Uh, He spoke before the game. I thought he did a fantastic job as well. And then, uh, of course, you have this sit-down interview with Steve Valaket, and I'm kind of just going to skim through this, and then we'll get to kind of the meat and potatoes of the whole night, which was, of course, the uh, on-ice ceremony before the game. Henrik Lundqvist, uh, you know, obviously speaking to the fans and his family and his former teammates, the whole nine yards. Uh, But I did enjoy this 30-minute special that they played uh, before their live coverage began. Uh, Once again, Henrik Lundqvist speaking with Steve Valaket about his career. And something that I found very, very interesting 
you know, something that's always been such a big deal about Henrik Lundqvist and, you know, how he had this incredible, amazing shoe-in slam dunk Hall of Fame career, the very simple fact that he is a former seventh-round draft pick and the fact that so many teams, including the Rangers, pass on him multiple times, and uh, he ends up being the best goalie of that draft class by a long shot. We did an episode uh, a while back, probably a year ago, maybe even more than a year ago, where just for fun, you know, it was an off-season episode, and we took a look at every goalie uh, that was drafted in front of Henrik Lundqvist in that draft class, and there were quite a few of them. A lot of them didn't even make it to the NHL. A lot of them uh, struggled when they got to the NHL. A couple of them had decent careers, but none of them could hold a handle to the King Henrik Lundqvist. But something that I found very, very interesting from Lundqvist's sit-down interview with Steve Valaket before the game last night is, you know, Valaket asked him about that. What was it like, you know, being a seventh-round draft pick? And obviously, it's getting late in the draft. I mean, Lundqvist was in danger of not being drafted at all. You know, that that certainly could have happened. But he got drafted by the Rangers, and what Lundqvist had to say about it was that it didn't really matter to him what round he got drafted. And he felt like if he got drafted at all, his opportunity would eventually come, and he would get the chance to show everybody that he was a heck of a lot better from where he was drafted, which, of course, wound up being in the seventh round. So I found that interesting. But, you know, he talked about the jarring uh, lifestyle change going from a town of just 1,500 people in Sweden to New York City, which is, let's just face it, New York City. Uh, it's obviously just massive, and obviously, you know, that's that's quite the culture change, you know, going, going from a small town to New York City. But, yeah, he said he got goosebumps every time he would go to the Madison Square Garden and, you know, was going to get ready for a game. Um and of course, you know, that's that's a big change in your life going from a small town to uh, to New York City. But they also talked about how uh, in 2005, they showed his first post-game interview that he did, and they showed him making a stop against John Madden of the Devils on a breakaway. The Rangers won that game. It was his first career win. Uh, just crazy to see, you know, this unheard of, unheralded goalie getting his first career win and what it eventually led to. I mean, just pretty crazy. Again, a seventh-round pick. I cannot emphasize that enough. But, you know, they talked about him getting the record for most wins by a New York Ranger in 2014. And then barely a week later, he also ended up getting the Ranger record for most shutouts. And he ended up with 64 career regular season shutouts and another 10 uh, shutouts in the postseason. And I'm not going to get into his career stats too much today. Uh, you know, you guys can look those up. And I think last night it wasn't really about stats and numbers. It's about, you know, the moment and just saying thank you to Henrik Lundqvist. Uh, but yeah, that stat definitely uh, was worth talking about because uh, 74 career shutouts in the uh, regular season and the playoffs combined. They also showed a well, what they actually did, so Valakat, I'm still talking about this Valakat sit-down interview with Henrik Lundqvist here, but Valakat had his, you know, pad or whatever it is, and he uh, pulled up a video of the final few seconds of the Rangers versus Canadians Game 6 Eastern Conference Finals back in 2014. Of course, the Rangers won that game one to nothing. Uh, Henrik Lundqvist with the shutout, Dominic Moore with the only goal of that game, uh, but they showed it to Henrik Lundqvist, and you know, you can see it. It still means so much to him. Uh, it's clearly a very fond memory, but he also did admit that it's very bittersweet because, of course, you know, that was a heck of a run that that team went on, and they made it to the Stanley Cup Finals, and, you know, they had the whole adversity of being down three games to one against the Pittsburgh Penguins. They didn't talk about this, but I'm just kind of painting the picture here for you guys. Uh, but, you know, Lundqvist mentioned that it was bittersweet, and he referred to it as a missed opportunity, and in some ways it was. It's very, very difficult to even win one playoff series in this league. I mean, you guys see how many good teams there are in the league this year. It's pretty much like that every year. And to make it all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals and then lose, yeah, I think 
I would imagine any team that's ever lost in the Stanley Cup Finals probably sees it as just that, a missed opportunity, because it's so hard to make it that far. And when you get that close, obviously, you want to complete the journey. Rangers, unfortunately, just were not able to do it. Uh, they lose three games in overtime in that series. We don't have to get that into that in too much detail. But uh, Valaket and Lundqvist, you know, continue to talk about his career. They talked about how in 2017, Henrik Lundqvist actually won a gold medal at the World Championships with his brother Joel, who also played in the NHL. Uh, they talked about how the Rangers, a couple of times during Henrik Lundqvist's uh, tenure as a player, they had these on-ice pregame ceremonies where they would honor, you know, a former Ranger. They singled out uh, Marc Messier. Messier was very, very emotional during his uh, ceremony where his jersey went into the rafters. And, you know, Lundqvist was a player while that happened. So he got to see that as a player, and now everything comes full circle. He's having his own jersey retired, and the current Ranger players are uh, getting to see that firsthand as well. And, you know, again, this is only a half-hour special, this little sit-down interview with Steve Valaket here. I feel like you could basically make an entire mini-series about Henrik Lundqvist's life and career. Uh, truly a remarkable tale, and maybe someday we'll get that. Maybe somebody will, uh, you know, put that into production, and we'll get, um, you know, kind of a mini-series about everything that Henrik Lundqvist went through in his career. You know, there's a mini-series that's out about Tom Brady right now. That might not necessarily be the best example, because this is a New York podcast, after all. But, you know, they did one on the uh, the Bulls that had their dynasty, the Michael Jordan Bulls, and this seems to be a formula that's starting to catch on a little bit. So maybe one day we'll get something similar with Henrik Lundqvist. But for now, I thought this half-hour uh, sit-down with Steve Valaket was absolutely fantastic. So uh, we're going to continue talking. I will get to the game eventually. Uh, you know, they lose 3-2 to two to the Wild in controversial fashion, and at the end of this episode, I'm going to lose my damn mind about how this game ended in the final seconds there. Anybody who watched probably knows what I'm talking about. Uh, but coming up next, uh, we're going to continue talking about the on-ice ceremony and everything uh, that Henrik Lundqvist talked about last night, and I'm just going to share a couple of my own thoughts about uh, Henrik Lundqvist's absolutely remarkable career. We're going to get to all that in just a second, but first, I just want to let everybody know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Bilt Bar. It is the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Bilt Bar in your plan. Bilt Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good, you'll want to eat it, unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky or waxy or taste like a chemical spill. Bilt Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Most Bilt Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. And there are so many flavors to choose from. Coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and many, many more. In fact, Bilt is always coming out with new limited-time flavors. So check out Bilt.com often to see what's new. Go to Bilt.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Bilt.com. All right, and just want to thank you guys for making Lockdown New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. All right, let's get into the uh, pregame ceremony for Henrik Lundqvist here. I, again, I just thought the Rangers did a fantastic job for this. Everything just had a really nice touch. You had uh, Mike Richter kind of kicking off the proceedings. He had the spotlight and, uh, you know, addressed the fans at Madison Square Garden who were chanting Henrik all night long to the surprise of absolutely no one. Uh, just an outpouring of love for Henrik Lundqvist. But Richter had the microphone and, you know, just kind of gave a little introduction. They had a uh, hockey net behind him, which I thought was also a nice touch, you know, from one goalie to another kind of thing. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he used a term that I thought was just so fitting 
and just so on point as far as, you know, just kind of describing who Henrik Lundqvist was as a player. And I'm paraphrasing a little bit here, but not really all that much. He basically said that Ranger fans, we were all privileged to watch Henrik Lundqvist and his reliable excellence. And I thought that that term, reliable excellence, was just absolutely perfect. Because, you know, it does get to a point, it's just human nature. You know, Henrik Lundqvist is on the New York Rangers for 15 years. He's one of the absolute best goalies in the league for nearly all of that. I mean, maybe just the last one or two years not really holding up. But, um, yeah, I mean, just absolutely fantastic. Always in the Vezina race. He won a Vezina, of course, the one time in his career. But reliable excellence, yeah. I mean, again, it's very easy to take somebody for granted when you just see them uh, go out there and just perform at a ridiculously high level, you know, night after night, season after season, but reliable excellence. That's what I'm going to think of probably from this point on uh, anytime that I really think about Henrik Lundqvist. And how do you describe him to somebody that's never seen him play? Reliable excellence. That's absolutely fantastic. We also got a, a video clip of, you know, his various teammates from over the years, various opponents from over the years, different people in sports media, even athletes, New York athletes mostly, uh, from other sports. I mean, just to run through a few of the names, we had Rick Nash, we had Steve Valaket, uh, Ryan Strom, you had Brian Boyle, you had Adam Graves, you had Kreider, you had, of course, Matt Zuccarello, who was in attendance. Uh, you had a couple of his opponents, like Crosby and Ovechkin. You had, uh, you know, a couple of New York sports legends, like Eli Manning, CeCe Sabathia, and Patrick Ewing, all just uh, wishing well and uh, just kind of describing Henrik Lundqvist and who he was as a person and, in some cases, as a teammate as well. And then you have, uh, you know, comes back to the garden and Sam Rosen goes to the podium. And once again, these deafening Henrik chants, uh, it was kicking up every couple of seconds all night, it seemed like. Uh, but something that Sam said was that uh, every single New York Ranger that has his jersey retired and in the rafters at Madison Square Garden exemplifies character, toughness, selflessness, and honor and what it truly means to be a New York Ranger. And once again, I cannot say it any better than that. I think Henrik Lundqvist, he was synonymous with New York Ranger hockey for a decade and a half there. And you know what? He still is. He might be retired, but I mean, you think uh, New York Rangers, you think about some of the biggest stars that this, uh, this franchise has ever seen. You think about just some of the best to ever do it, some of the best to ever lace up a pair of skates for the New York Rangers, and you're going to think Henrik Lundqvist. I mean, if you're putting together, you know, an all-time roster of greats, he's going to be on there as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, just uh, great stuff there. I thought, uh, you know, Sam Rosen really summed it up well with his words there. And then, of course, you know, you have the introductions, all the uh, former Rangers have their numbers retired, or at least some of them were in attendance. You know, Leach, Graves, Messier, and Richter were all there. Uh, of course, some of them could not make it, and some of them, uh, unfortunately, are no longer with us. But uh, it was just great to uh, see all the former players that got their numbers retired acknowledged here a little bit in the pregame ceremony. And then, of course, uh, Henrik Lundqvist's parents are there. His brother is there. His wife and his kids are there. Just great to see everybody share this uh, very special night with him. And there was a great story told by Sam Rosen. Obviously, he had heard this story himself in the past, but uh, apparently when Henrik Lundqvist and Joel Lundqvist were playing hockey back in Sweden uh, when they were kids, when they were young, there was a coach that basically just asked, all right, who wants to play goalie? And apparently, Joel basically grabbed Henrik's arm and raised his hand into the air, and just like that, Henrik Lundqvist was going to be the goalie. And again, as they say, the rest is history, but that's pretty cool. Hey, baby steps, right? Everybody's got to start somewhere, and it sounds like that was uh, the very, very, very beginning of Henrik Lundqvist uh, being a goalie. So that's obviously a pretty cool story and a pretty funny story to look back on. Uh, but then, you know, they also got into, uh, you know, Henrik Lundqvist's great 
uh, charity work that he did with the Garden of Dreams Foundation. And then, of course, he also establishes the Henrik Lundqvist Foundation. He has touched the lives of just countless children and families. And they actually did a video a little bit later where it showed a lot of the kids that Henrik Lundqvist had worked with over the years, you know, be it just spending some time with them, uh, you know, skating on the ice with them, whatever it might be, uh, donating money, obviously. And they kind of got back in touch with some of these kids who are now quite a bit older. You know, in some cases, when Henrik Lundqvist met them, they were just that. They were children. And now they're, you know, teenagers or maybe even getting into their 20s in some cases. Uh, but, you know, they kind of just uh, put together this video where all the kids or a lot of the kids that Henrik Lundqvist had worked with in the past uh, sent in a video message and just thanked him for that. And that's just really, really cool to see. Um, you know, it's great to, to hear about all the lives that he's touched and affected in, in a positive way, but then to actually have those kids come back and address him all these years later, uh, that's even cooler. So uh, that was well done as well. Uh, they also have this uh, segment where uh, a couple of different friends of Henrik Lundqvist and former teammates and whatnot all presented him with gifts. Uh, you had uh, Sam Rosen call... Henrik Lundqvist over to the podium. Uh, John McEnroe comes out and gives Henrik Lundqvist a guitar. The guitar was painted in Ranger red, white, and blue, and Lady Liberty was on there as well. Uh, some people might not know about this, but I, I don't know if they still do this, but for a time there, uh, Henrik Lundqvist and John McEnroe were actually in a band together, and I don't know you know, how deep into it they ever got. I think they played at least a couple of shows here and there, but if I remember correctly, and I can find out for sure by watching Road to the Winter Classic, which the Rangers did, uh, you know, it was a mini documentary series. They did it along with the Philadelphia Flyers when the Rangers and Flyers were going to play each other in the Winter Classic that season. Um, but they showed Henrik Lundqvist, I believe he was on drums, and John McEnroe was playing guitar. I don't remember who the bass player was. It might have just been... Uh, you know, a, a non-celebrity, just somebody who plays bass. But um, yeah, I mean, that's there's actually a history there. It's not just uh, John McEnroe randomly giving Henrik Lundqvist a guitar. There's That actually makes uh, more sense than you might think at first glance. All right, and so now having paused the recording here to look this up, it looks like this band is called The Noise Upstairs. It's got Henrik Lundqvist and John McEnroe in it, and Henrik Lundqvist actually plays guitar, which actually makes more sense that John McEnroe would gift him with a guitar uh, last night. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you could actually find a couple of their uh, their performances on YouTube. They've done a couple of uh, shows that have benefited charity. And uh, Henrik's not bad. I actually just watched a video here where he's playing uh, the guitar for uh, Guns N' Roses' Sweet Child of Mine. He's not too shabby. Definitely check it out. Uh, definitely uh, cool to see him uh, doing that as well. And then this was the only time uh, during the ceremony, at least that I saw, that Henrik Lundqvist actually teared up. They brought out uh, head equipment manager... Acasio Marks, and uh, that's when Hanks, you know, the tears started flowing a little bit, and Marks uh, presented Henrik Lundqvist with a board that had a puck from all 74 of Henrik Lundqvist's career shutout victories, all 64 in the regular season and all 10 in the postseason. So a uh, really cool gift there, and uh, Henrik Lundqvist was joking a little bit later in the night, I guess we're going to have to find a place to put that somewhere in the house. So uh, that'll be cool, a really cool gift there, and somebody really thinking ahead, um, you know, obviously saving those pucks and putting them all together. Just a really, really cool gift there from Acasio Marks. I don't know if it was Marks himself that had that idea. Um, you know, let's keep a puck from every single one of his, sh his shutouts. But, uh, yeah, very, very cool gift there. And uh, like I said, I think that's the only time that uh, Hank actually teared up. You know, he gave Marks a big hug, and it seems like those two are pretty close as well. And then uh, 
Apparently, Henrik Lundqvist used to host a wine lottery, and so the six Ranger alternate captains all came up, and they uh, delivered a few bottles of wine and then posed for a picture with Henrik Lundqvist. That was really cool as well. And then uh, Messier, Graves, Leach, and Richter, they all give him a Louis Vuitton steamer trunk for Henrik Lundqvist to use on his vacations uh, whenever he takes vacations with his family. And like I said, you know, we're going to keep going. We'll talk a little bit about the game at the very end, but for the most part, this has got to be the Henrik Lundqvist episode. It's the only way to do this. Uh, A lot of us were you know, Ranger fans for a long time and and watch him for many, many years. Do the impossible, just stand on his head out there and, uh, you know, just, again, write his legacy as one of the greatest players to ever lace up a pair of skates. So we're going to continue talking about Henrik Lundqvist in just a second. But first... Just want to let everybody know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. There might be less football being played, but BetOnline has way more stuff to bet on this playoff season. From scores, totals, player performance props, to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline is the number one spot for all things NFL betting in 2022. And with the new year comes a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to get started. And it's not just football. BetOnline's basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC odds coverage is the best in the business. From sports right on down to your favorite Vegas casino games, BetOnline is your number one wagering destination. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, and just wanted to thank everybody for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. So Kevin Weeks gets to speak as well. And let me just say, uh, Kevin Weeks was a class act all the way uh, when Henrik Lundqvist basically took his job during Henrik Lundqvist's first couple of seasons with the New York Rangers. Uh, you know, I'm sure there's certain veteran goalies that probably wouldn't handle that as well as Kevin Weeks did. You know, who's this seventh-round pick that's taking my job here? But uh, he was all class all the way and, uh, you know, wasn't on the Rangers for all that long, but did a great job while he was there. And uh, something that uh, really stood out, well, first of all, he referred to Sam Rosen as a legend and thanked him for presiding over, you know, the entire night, and I could not agree more with that. Uh, but then he also mentioned that, you know, when Henrik Lundqvist had been drafted by the Rangers, apparently Weeks had a couple of friends in Sweden that were saying, Weeksy, this guy's good. And, uh, you know, obviously uh, that was putting it mildly. But uh, Weeks also shouted out Benoit Allaire, the longtime goalie coach of the New York Rangers. It's crazy with Allaire. You know, he was on hand as well. But Ranger head coaches have come and gone. Entire coaching staffs have come and gone. But uh, Benoit Allaire is just eternal. He's going to be there, uh, I think, until uh, until he decides he doesn't want to be there anymore. And uh, he's done fantastic work with the Ranger goalies over the year, and none more so than Henrik Lundqvist. But it's time for the man of the hour. Sam Rosen introduced Henrik Lundqvist himself. Obviously, the fans are continuing to chant his name. And the first thing he said was, I missed you guys. And that got a, a great ovation from the fans as well. Uh, but, you know, he, he spoke about his preparation for games and how he was always pretty intense, you know, even eating breakfast with his wife. He was kind of quiet. It was just kind of like one and two word answers. Uh, he talked about how all of his conversations with his teammates were really short and uh, they showed Mika Zibanejad on the big screen and Mika kind of like nodded and smiled when he said that. And that caused everybody to laugh a little bit, including Henrik Lundqvist. Um, but yeah, I mean, 
he talked about the contrast of how great he felt after the Rangers won versus how lousy he felt uh, after the Rangers lost. And he said that contrast of emotions was kind of what pushed him throughout his entire career. And you could tell watching him, I mean, that he cared a lot. You know, it really, really mattered. And, uh, you know, he got all the, the highs of the roller coaster and all the lows as well. Uh, they had some incredible moments, incredible wins throughout Henrik Lundqvist's tenure, especially in the playoffs, and also some uh, pretty devastating gut punch losses but it was interesting to see that uh you know his driving force throughout the years was that contrast of emotions uh that he felt between winning and losing and he just talked about how he was gratitude and you know he also shouted out his former teammates and it was funny because Matt Zuccarello was out there obviously you know watching the ceremony every time he showed up on the big screen which was a couple of times throughout the night you would get these really loud Zook chants from the crowd so it was just kind of cool to see that uh intermittently pop up every now and then, you know, the, the deafening Zook chants in between the uh, chants of Henrik. Um, he also thanked Dolan and Sather. That got a couple of boos, but uh, obviously, you know, they gave him a chance, so it would make sense that he would shout them out as well. And regarding Benoit Lair, he called him my friend, my guide, and my goalie coach and said he could not have done it without him. Thanked him for always challenging him and pushing him. Uh, he thanked his family. He acknowledged to his wife, Therese, that it's been a roller coaster, you know, throughout his entire playing career. But he joked that, hey, now I'm talking pretty much every breakfast. Uh, so that got a, a good amount of laughter from the fans as well. And, you know, he just seems really at peace with it. Obviously, he didn't get the storybook ending. And he um, had to conclude his career a little bit earlier than he would have liked. And, you know, that's one thought that I couldn't help but have as this whole thing was happening. Obviously, I'm enjoying the ceremony and, uh, you know, paying a tribute to one of my all-time favorite players, one of the best New York Rangers of all time. But you can't help but feel that this is happening a little bit earlier than maybe it otherwise would be uh, had it not been for his heart condition, which forced him to retire uh, from the NHL. And obviously, uh, you know, he had a one-year deal with the Caps last year, never got to play for them. Would he still be playing this season? Uh, who knows? Who's to say for sure? But obviously, um, you know, the possibility was at least on the table. And uh, so I, I did have that feeling, you know, that, that made it a little bit bittersweet that uh, this whole ceremony might be happening a year or two earlier than maybe it otherwise could have. Uh, but I love this, you know, toward the end of his speech, Henrik Lundqvist really put over the current group of Rangers. Obviously, they're having a fantastic season. Maybe these last two games notwithstanding because they've uh, squandered a pair of two to nothing leads and lost both games in regulation. But this is what he had to say to the current Rangers. To the current Rangers team, it's been amazing to watch you guys play this year. Enjoy the ride playing in the greatest city in the world. And then he pretty much concluded by saying this experience will stay with me for the rest of my life and just uh, repeatedly thank the crowd as well. And then you get some Let's Go Ranger chants, and you get Henrik Lundqvist and his wife and his two daughters. Uh, they walked along the blue carpet to the other side of the rink, and at that moment, it was time. Uh, the Henrik Lundqvist number 30 rose into the Madison Square Garden rafters. Uh, they did a nice job showing this in split screen, I, I thought, so that we could see the jersey rise, but also see Henrik Lundqvist looking up at it and, uh, you know, just smiling from ear to ear, not crying. You know, a lot of people said that he was going to be really emotional throughout this, but, man, he was cool, calm, and collected when he was doing his... Uh, his speech on the ice there, and then, uh, you know, just kind of smiling and uh, just kind of seemed to be in awe of the moment, watching his jersey rise to the Madison Square Garden rafters. Next stop, NHL Hall of Fame. I mean, again, he's a shoe-in slam dunk. As soon as he's eligible, you got to figure he's going in. And uh, the whole pregame ceremony concluded with uh, Lee Richter, Graves, and Messier coming over to him and uh, giving him his jersey. So uh, very, very cool to see. 
And they, uh, you know, they continued to talk with Henrik Lundqvist throughout the night. They did a little sit-down interview, uh, you know, before the game started with Steve Alaket and John Giannone. Just talked to him a little bit. They played the uh, video once again of all the phenomenal work that Henrik Lundqvist does with the Garden of Dreams Foundation. And uh, there was a story... Uh, that Joe Micheletti shared because he had talked to Matt Zuccarello earlier in the day. And apparently when Zuccarello first got to New York, Henrik Lundqvist just straight up welcomed him into his home and welcomed him to be his family. And obviously those two have been very, very close ever since. Henrik Lundqvist was back on the ice to drop the puck for the uh, pregame ceremonial face-off. And Matt Zuccarello was obviously out there for the Wild and Mika Zibanejad was out there uh, for the Rangers. You know, they hugged Henrik. They hugged his entire family, and uh, it was just great. Like I said, I, I don't think this could have gone any better. I don't think Henrik Lundqvist could have been any more awesome with his acceptance speech there. I don't think the Rangers themselves could have done a much better job. Sam Rosen was awesome. Kevin Weeks was awesome. It was just a fantastic night and certainly befitting of Henrik Lundqvist and who he was as a player and who he still is as a human being. So I, I tremendously enjoyed the ceremony, and I think you'd have to look pretty long and pretty hard to find a Ranger fan who did, or even a hockey fan. I mean, let's face it here. Even if you're a fan of one of the rivals of the New York Rangers, who's going to watch that ceremony and think that, oh, no, that wasn't very good? No, it was absolutely fantastic. Could not have been any better. And uh, again, just very, very befitting of a king. And as far as this game against the Wild is concerned, again, I apologize that we don't have as much time as usual to kind of break down all the highs and lows from this game. Of course, uh, this episode had to be all about Henrik Lundqvist, though, but I do want to talk at least a little bit about a couple of the things that happened in this game against the Wild. For starters, uh, this is the second straight game where the Rangers were up 2-0 and lost in regulation. I mentioned that a little bit earlier. And this one, to me, isn't quite as bad as the loss to the Blue Jackets. And the reason for that, no disrespect to the Blue Jackets, but I felt like they won that game as the result of the Rangers just not playing well and just not playing sharp. And the Rangers kind of gave it to them. With the Wild last night, I... No, the Rangers obviously did not continue to play their best in the second period and most of the third period as well. Certainly, they were not at the same level as they were as they were in the first period. But I also got to say, I think the Minnesota Wild, if you look at the 40 minutes that they played in the second period and the third period, I think it's about as well as we've seen any team in hockey play against the Rangers for a 40-minute period this season. They were absolutely relentless. I mean, they looked like pit bulls off their leash out there, and... You know, something else that really stood out for the Wild, I swear every single pass that this team attempted in the second period and the third period was absolutely perfect. It was the right decision with the puck, and it was right on the tape, right where it needed to be. Um, they were really, really sharp. And listen, it's on the Rangers to match that. They got to match their intensity, and they got to match their execution. They were not able to do that for the remainder of this game from the second period, uh, really right on down to the end of the game. And of course, as I mentioned, and I didn't even jinx it. This is just what was going to happen. I talked about how Matt Zuccarello would probably end up with like a three-point game. So I was a little bit off. He ends up with a two-point game. He ties the game on a power play goal in the second period. And then he gets a secondary assist on the game-winning goal by Gaudreau in the third period. I will say, you know, when it was still 2-0 Rangers, Igor Shesterkin made a save on a, uh, on a, excuse me, a penalty shot against Gaudreau. And... You know, obviously the Rangers didn't end up getting the win, but there was something very poetic about that. Something that Igor Shesterkin is very good at and something that Henrik Lundqvist was absolutely tremendous at is, you know, just stopping guys that are in alone on a breakaway or in this case, a penalty shot. And uh, Igor Shesterkin just didn't give him anything. You know, refused to make the first move. Goudreau had some fancy stick work right there on the doorstep, but uh, Igor stayed with him all the way, made a right pad save, and that's something that Henrik Lundqvist was just 
tremendous at. He never made the first move. He never overcommitted when somebody was bearing down on him one-on-one. He always made the skater make the first move. He just wasn't going to get fooled, and he stopped it you know, far more often than not, and Igor Sesterkin with a big save there. Uh, unfortunately, like we said, um, you know, the, the Wild comes storming back. They lead... 3-2 for most of the third period, and then we come to this conclusion, this highly controversial conclusion. The Rangers have their goalie pulled, and six men on the ice. They're looking for the equalizer. There's a big scrum in front of the net. Pucks on the on the ice there in the crease. You got Ryan Strom uh, trying to stuff at home. Mika Zibanejad comes in. He's trying to stuff at home, and the puck goes into the net, and the celebration is on. The Garden is going wild. They score with one second left on the clock, but the referee, and I saw this right away, so unfortunately, I couldn't even get excited. Uh, maybe for like a fraction of a second, I got excited, but I saw him immediately waving his arms, and I'm thinking like, are you kidding me? You know, are you serious right now? And then, you know, I see the replay, because maybe there's something I didn't see, and, and maybe this is legit, but then I see the replay, and I can't for the life of me see what this referee supposedly saw. Uh, apparently, Cam Talbot was interfered with, and, you know, I'm watching the replay, and I'm watching the replay, and like Sam and Joe, I was just incredulous. I could not, for the life of me, see anything that could possibly warrant this goal being disallowed, and then they go to the replay, and the referee comes back on the microphone, and not only does the call stand, he says it's confirmed. So, apparently, there was enough on this replay here to determine that the call was 100% right. It's not just one of those cases where they say that, well, the call is going to stand because there's not enough there to overturn it. He confirmed the call. So another way of looking at this, if this goal had been called a goal on the ice and then they went to the replay, they would have overturned this. That's by by the words that he used. That's what I'm going by. Uh, Apparently, there was enough there to overturn this if they had initially ruled it a goal on the ice. And again, I watched the replay, and I watched the replay, and I watched the replay, and I finally see something that I suppose could at least be construed as goalie interference. I mean, Strom is down on the ice, and he's whacking away. He's trying to get the puck in. You know, he's trying to stuff at home, and his stick you know, makes contact with the right pad of Cam Talbot, and Talbot kind of slides back into his crease. But I don't know. I mean, was that really Ryan Strom's stick blade that was causing Cam Talbot to move backward on that? Is Strom that strong? Strom's down flat on his stomach on the ice trying to, you know, push the puck in. Is he really capable of moving Talbot's entire leg that far backward? I mean, to me, Talbot's off balance too. You know, he's trying to make the save, and he's scrambling and just kind of flailing at the puck. And, you know, just tremendous work by Stroma and, and Mika there. Mika, I think, would have been the one who would have been credited with the goal had it stood. But, you know, they're going to work there. They're in the crease. They're taking a beating. Like I said, Stroma's down on the ice, and it felt like the, the refs kind of took this one away from the Rangers. I suppose, you know, again, looking at this replay, it took me so long to even notice this. There is definite contact made between Stroma's stick blade and Talbot's right pad. But come on, man. We're playing freaking hockey here. You know, this was a tough physical, nasty game. I'm surprised there wasn't a fight at one time or another because for a while there, it felt like, you know, these two teams were pushing and shoving and getting each other's face after basically every single play stoppage. This was an adult's game of hockey. And, you know, again, if you're going to call this, you're going to have it come down to a ticky-tack, you know, goalie interference call like this. The Rangers are trying to stuff the puck in. The Wild are trying to keep it out. Let them play some freaking hockey, you know? And I get the feeling, you know, imagine... When this game was tied 2-2, two to two, and you told every player on the Rangers and you told every player on the Minnesota Wild that this is what this game was going to come down to. It was going to come down to uh, a ticky-tack goalie interference 
penalty, or, or not penalty, but infraction, you know, that results in a goal being overturned. I think both players, and again, you don't tell them which team was going to have the, the penalty called against them. But I think players on both teams would have been absolutely sick to their stomach because this was a battle. I mean, this was such a tough, physical, hard-nosed hockey game. And to have it come down to some nonsense, uh, technicality, a ticky-tack call like that, it sucks. It absolutely sucks. And uh, just a bummer because I would have loved to have seen what would have happened if this game went into overtime. You know the intensity still would have been off the chart. And maybe the Rangers get uh, a heck of a win on Henrik Lundqvist's night. But again, uh, I'm sorry that we didn't have more time to talk about this game. But I had to dedicate the vast majority of this episode to Mr. Henrik Lundqvist. And that's what we've done. Uh, so I think we can call it there. If you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. And definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Thanks for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. In our next episode, we're going to break down everything that happens between the New York Rangers and Seattle Kraken this Sunday afternoon. Now make your second listen, Locked On NHL. Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NHL every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It is free and available on all platforms.